Hey, Bob WP here, and welcome to Do the Woo the WooCommerce Builder Podcast. This show is brought to you by Fusales.com, the WooCommerce point of sales solution that helps you bring your shop to the physical world, and Weglot, global sponsors of WordCamps and meetups who take pride in their community support. I'll tell you more about our pod friends later in the show, but let's get started as Jonathan dives into an interesting conversation with Kevin from Review Signal and Ryan from Nexus Hosting. You'll find some fascinating twists and turns when it comes to benchmarks and testing with hosting services. Welcome to another episode of Do The Woo. I'm your host, Jonathan Wold, and with me I have two fantastic guests today. I have Ryan McDonald. Say hi, Ryan. Hey, folks. And Kevin Ohashi. Welcome, Kevin. Hi, thank you for having me, Jonathan. Okay, so we have a, a lot we can go over today, but we want to set up some background first. So, Kevin, would you mind uh, just introduce yourself and start with like when did uh, when did WordPress first come onto your radar, and then tell us what you do. So, WordPress probably came on my radar sometime in the two thousands. I'm not exactly sure. I was in the building website world since about ninety six, and is it bad to admit? I think my first CMS definitely wasn't WordPress. No, of course not. What was your first? <laughs> That's a good question. I feel like there's a lot of open source scripts that you just downloaded and tried and probably gave you malware most of the time. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember using Drupal quite a bit before WordPress. Also Joomla and then a bunch of other lesser known ones, but eventually got into WordPress and Drupal were the main two. So you've been in this space since the early days of WordPress. Uh, you do a lot of different things, but in this particular context, I could explain what, what is, what is, uh, what do you spend most of your time? That's a very good question. So in this context, I spend most of my time working on review signal, uh, and review signal is web hosting reviews. Uh, there's kind of two brands to it now it started out as the idea was let's look for how do we create honest web hosting reviews because the review space is pretty bad in general and the behavior that you would see is a lot of people just kind of ask around you know, ask your friends, try and get real recommendations. And so the idea of review signal was let's try and listen to that organic way that people talk about other companies. So it monitored Twitter and looked at which hosting companies people are talking about, which ones they're complaining about, which ones they're recommending to their friends and coming up with, you know, an overall score of how well liked they are. So we're, I've learned a bit more since, since we've talked about about the, where that started from. We're going to get to that a little bit later. We'll talk more about review signal and the context for it. Ryan, tell us uh, when did uh, when did WordPress first come onto your radar? Uh, I think kind of similar to Kevin. You know, early two thousands. My my first uh, CMS, I think, was like PHP Nuke. Uh, oh yes, and then yes. Like, like OS commerce and, yep. you know, the, I think everyone played with PHP BB at some point. Um, but yeah, you know, it was, it was that organic transition of just use what works. 
Um, so late 2000s, WordPress started to come into my domain a little more, uh, having worked with web hosts, you know, largely my whole career. Um, so by the, the early 2010-ish era, um, had been working with uh, some larger web hosts and WordPress hosting was then uh, taken off. Uh, and that's where my path uh, intersected with Kevin's uh, over at a small orange. And we started to do more WordPress focused um, hosting. And, you know, he came knocking on the door, both as, as a customer partner and, uh, you know, Hey, we, we, I, I want to do some, some performance benchmarks. How, how do we get going? And then we started to click on that. So, so Kevin, uh, that, that first benchmark, how long ago was that? Just roughly like, uh, I think it was 2013 is when I started working on it and it published, I have a published date of 2014 in March. Okay. So, so it's been, it's been a long time. Um, I am curious. So, so you met Ryan fairly early, like early on, like right at the beginning of this process, what, what was your motivation? Like what was, uh, like what, what was it that said, okay, I want to go like do benchmarks? Uh, it was a bet. Okay. <laughs> quite, quite simply. Um, Jeff King at GoDaddy, who I believe, I don't remember what his title was, but he was running the hosting section group, whatever there. He came to me and said, our hosting, our WordPress hosting is as good as anybody there is like performance wise. And I just kind of went, really? Are you willing to put, well, metaphorically your money where your <laughs> mouth is because it was free, <laughs> but, uh, he said, yeah, absolutely. And I said, okay, well, let me figure out how, how would I run a test like that? And the benchmarks were born from this bet that GoDaddy was as good as anything out there. And so I rounded up eight companies, including them that did this specialized WordPress hosting thing and ran some load tests and published the results. How'd you pick the first, uh, the first eight companies? I think this early, there wasn't that many that really focused on it. So it was basically the biggest people around and, just the few of them. Now, Ryan, when Kevin reached out, I assume was that the first time that you two had connected? Uh, I think in in an official capacity of like, hey, let's do something together. Yeah, for sure. Kevin had been with uh, a small orange, I think, for a little while. Then doing the Twitter aggregation and and kind of helping to paint the picture of the differentiation between what we then called a small orange being a boutique kind of web host where we were smaller, but tried to, to focus on customer service and technology. Um, and Kevin really helped us uh, paint that picture in terms of data on how we differentiated. What I want to get into. So Kevin, I'd like to touch on this, this differentiation you alluded to, but would you give us just a little bit of background? So before you get into this like hosting space, what were you doing back in your your like your university studies? Uh, so I feel like uh, being led on a little bit here. Yeah, a little but, bit. Uh, a little bit. 
let's pretend that was the most organic transition before <laughs> before I started review signal uh the actual technology that powers it was my master's thesis so i wrote a master's thesis about predicting box office movie sales using twitter data so i collected probably five million tweets about an array of movies and then analyzed them and basically came up with a formula to predict how much money they would make based on what people were saying when they were saying it etc uh so that's what I wrote a thesis on, and there's no money in predicting how much money someone else is going to make, at least not at that moment, and eventually figured out I had been in the developer website hosting space forever and thought I could apply that same general idea f- to web hosting and reviews because the con context was kind of similar and spent about two years building that. How would you frame what you'd be trying to predict? So with, in the case of hosting, you have the Twitter data, you have like, you know, companies mentioned and whatever the sentiment, because sentiment analysis basically, right? So uh, yeah, it's sentiment analysis and well, a bunch of (laughs) an immense amount of spam filtering because Twitter's full of that. Um, But the general idea is I'm trying to see which companies people like and don't like. And my hypothesis was reviews are kind of weird. It's like a behavior. Most people don't sit down and write a review. Reviews are kind of embedded in language. When we talk to each other, we mention brands, places, people. And the way we talk about everybody, we're communicating reviews at a micro level at all times about everything we're talking about. So how can I listen to that? That was the key concept. So Ryan, when how, how did you get first introduced? Because uh, to to the to the concept of of Kevin's work, so he was doing a, this. It sounds like a bit before the benchmarks came around. So when did it first come across your radar? Yeah, I I think it came across my radar just or, organically um, back then. Or there wasn't a lot of review sites and the ones that there were, there was a you know cohort of review sites that were very clearly the paid reviews. And then there was a cohort of, of kind of power user type uh, reviews. And um, back then, small company, we all wore multiple hats uh, across the organization. So I had my own Google search filters to bring things up. And I think Kevin one day came up on my uh uh, alerts, uh, along with a few others within, within the company. And, um, it, it appeared Kevin was already, you know, a, a fairly happy customer. And I think, I don't know if it was, you reached out to us or I reached out to you or it's something we, we crossed each other's paths and it started to, to form a, a relationship there that led to benchmarks. A small orange has kind of a special place in the history of review signal. Uh, I don't know if you knew this. I I cannot remember your CEO's name at, off the top of my head right now at that time. Uh, but I Doug reached Lizanne. out to him before Review Signal actually became live and published. So what happened was after I'd been working on this for almost two years and looking at the data and 
got to that moment where I was like, wow, this works. This data is great. Privately, I'm kind of testing it with people that I trust in the industry saying, you know, look at this data. Does this kind of fit your gut or is it wildly wrong? You have to kind of gut check these things because I'm analyzing things on a scale nobody's done before and I can't manually review you know, a hundred thousand different things. Yep. Well, not easily. Uh, <laughs> and so one company was at the top and it was a small orange. They were ahead of everybody. That was great. Cause here's this small little boutique brand that has a great reputation. The customers are raving about it everywhere. And then my problem was they don't have an affiliate program. So I'm going to send them all the customers, not make a dollar, and this business is never going to work. <laughs> and so I reached out to your CEO at the time and said, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is my data. You show up on the top. Like, I want to promote you and, you know, make this work. But if you don't have an affiliate program, I feel like my business is probably dead in the water from day one. Cause it's never going to make it any money if everyone goes with the top rated company. And it probably took me a couple months to negotiate you guys creating an affiliate program, but he did it just for me after I convinced him and showed him what I was working on. Uh, and <laughs> if that had gone another way, I'm not sure we'd be here today. I would have probably just moved on to the next thing and been like, okay, there's no money <laughs> being honest. Doesn't pay. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, I remember I was a customer of a small orange uh, back in the day. And, um, I, I don't, I don't really remember much about the product experience. I just remember the positive association of like both my own experience had been positive and that I was part of this like collective of people who had positive association. So it's, it's, it's interesting. Like a lot of things fade. Like I've had lots of hosting over the years and, uh, like, yeah, that, that holds a, a special spot. Um, Ryan, any anything to anything to add from your perspective to to that part of the story with Kevin? I mean, it makes me really proud to hear. I'll I'll, I'll be honest with that. Um, Small Lawrence still holds a very special place for for me as well. It you know it was something I helped grow from being this little tiny incubator to a much larger brand that eventually you know got gobbled up, but. Um, no, Ke Kevin remained the largest partner with a small orange for a very long time, uh, and for good reason. So, Kevin, you've got this this background. Um, you find that it's working. You're able to to check the Twitter data, and these these types of things are coming up. And you you build the relationship with the small orange, which uh, introduces the business viability for review signal to justify the time that you've invested into it. I'll be um, honest; it was barely. Yeah, sure. I think I got barely. $5 in sale. <laughs> barely, barely justified the time. Um, but at least it, it sets you on that course. Now, how long after did benchmarks come into the picture? So you have this, the sentiment analysis first and then benchmarks. I think it was within about a year or two, less than two years. I think the benchmarks came out. Yeah, because once Review Signal published, I started adding more companies to it. But then I think WordPress hosting started to kind of evolve around then too. Yes. And I got lucky. 
for those who don't know, or, or, or maybe have a fuzzy idea, would you explain a benchmark to us? Like what's, what's the, what's the core premise behind it? Like, and, and what are these in practice? Uh, so benchmarking is trying to figure out what a kind of standard is, you know, how many, how, how can we expect something to behave when we do something else to it? And then monitoring the difference when we try other things. Uh, so in the context for web hosting, I'm monitoring two things. Uh, I want to see how consistent a company is and how well it can perform under stress. So it's probably most, most known for the stress part. That's called load testing. It's when you send fake users and simulate users to a website to see, you know, if my website gets on the front page of Reddit, is it going to just crash and nobody can visit it? Or, you know, if I want to do a big promotion on my woo store and have a big sale, you know, a hundred people all try and buy it at the same time and it goes down and I miss everything. Like that's a problem. So the idea of these benchmarks is let's set up that, you know, store and then send a hundred users to, you know, the checkout and see, you know, how fast does it respond? Does it stay consistent in its performance or start to degrade? When does it degrade? How much does it degrade? Uh, so that's kind of the general idea of the benchmarks I do. I want to make sure they can handle load. One of the things that, um, that both initially perplexed, perplexed me and then eventually just began to annoy me is the, um, yeah, it's gotten, I think it's gotten a bit better, but a lot of hosts you'll go and say, we're the fastest. And I'm like, well, all 10 of you can't be the fastest. Like, what is, what is this actually, what, what, what are we talking about here? Ryan, I'm curious for your perspective. So you'd been at a small orange um, and, and we're at the time and this concept of the benchmarks sort of comes around. Now, what, what role were, did you take at the time? It's a small orange when, when Kevin starts coming to you to talk about benchmarks, like what, what were you focused on at the time? Yeah, so I was a director of technology uh, at a small orange. So I ran all our platform teams. Uh, we we built it, ran our ops teams, our monitoring teams. Uh, much similar to the role I'm in today. Had you already been thinking about the concept of benchmarks yourself, or like how how did you relate? Like when it, when it was presented, like you know, you're you're in the technology role. Like it, it back then, uh, performance was very different than it is today. Where uh, there was a lot of special sauce to it, so to speak, of um, it wasn't well-defined how to do good WordPress hosting. There wasn't really off-the-shelf solutions out there. There was no Cloudflare. CDNs were largely in their infancy. So it really depended on what you did server-side. Um, and it was a whole other kind of discipline in of itself to to benchmark and measure what you create. So it, it, it's one thing to, to be a platform developer and, and build something that customers could come to as part of a holistic product. It's another thing to be able to throw a, back then, what we'd call the Slashdot experience of just overwhelming that platform with what, what is very good simulated traffic. Uh, there's always been really good like synthetic benchmarks, uh, but not really good real world 
benchmarks. And that's what Kevin started to bring to the table very early on was really good real world simulated benchmarks. So, so Kevin, you, you, you get together the first eight and you perform these benchmarks. Now you, the stress testing seems fairly straightforward. Uh, I'm, I'm imagining the technology and approaches have changed over the years to how you, you, you manage that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, the, I think the most difficult thing that I've seen, so I, I'm not sure if I was the first person, but I seem to be the first person who got some attention in the space, at least to do benchmarks. And the hardest thing for me then, and still today is methodology. So creating a good test is hard. And I see a lot of people doing, you know, what they call benchmarks, but as far as I can tell, almost nobody spends enough time sitting down and kind of thinking through, you know, what makes a good test coming up with, you know, how do we measure success versus failure? You have to do all this beforehand. You have to set it up. It's science. <laughs> You're using an, a scientific approach to test and see how these companies perform. And so early on, it was very difficult to find a good methodology and it's changed over the years. So that first year we had, some of the tools are still the same web page test. Uh, the idea of let's test the performance of a host from all these different points around the world, uh, uptime monitors. So uh, used uptime robot and I think uh, one of those scripts you download off of somewhere and run it yourself on a server and hope it works. I don't even, it, I'm looking at the old post and it says the script I call or used was called uptime. Hey everyone, Bob WP dropping into the show for a short break to tell you more about our two pod friends and to thank them for their amazing support. If you have a client who is looking for a point-of-sale solution, consider suggesting Foo Sales. In fact, Foo Sales is the first native WooCommerce point-of-sale to support in-person payments using Square Reader. Now, you can use Foo Sales with the Square Terminal for your client projects, but the icing on the cake is that it not only works with Foo Sales iPad and Android apps, but the Foo Web app. So you really need to check this out if your clients have been asking for a point-of-sale solution or a new point-of-sale solution. Find them at foosales.com. Weglot is known as an industry standard in the WordPress space to help builders turn client sites into multilingual shops. And as a supporter of the larger WordPress community, they are proud to announce their global sponsorship of 2022 WordPress events. With this sponsorship, I know they can continue to build long-lasting relationships and make new connections with the community and with you, the Woo Builders. So I say kudos to Weglot for this larger support to the ecosystem and make sure at the next event you attend to find them and say hi. You can learn about them at weglot.com and to read more about their global sponsorship. Make sure and check out both of these pod friends. And now let's get back to the show. So, Kevin, are you ready for a terrible question? Always. Okay. 
So how do you feel about fairness and why was it important to you to structure the test so that a small orange would win? <laughs> uh, so did they win? I don't even know how they did early on. <laughs> I'd have to look. Do you remember, do you remember Ryan before he answered that question? Do you remember how a small orange did? I don't think we did the best of first year. Um, I feel like it was a organic progression of Kevin helped us get to the best and hold that spot for a few years running. We'll talk about that, but yeah, Kevin, I want to hear your thoughts on fairness. That's the real question. <laughs> <laughs> I actually am reading the quick summary from how they did. Ah, okay. And apparently it didn't go well on their first normal VPS. So so this is interesting because you have the positive, you have the customer and now the sentiment, right? Where the customer's like, this is fantastic. And then the benchmarks. Did you expect them to go do well going into this? I don't think I had any expectations going into this. It was the Wild West. Um, yeah, you did. This is the first time. So yeah. one thing I like to stress about the benchmarks yeah. is benchmarks are testing one very specific thing, performance. Uh, as a whole, it doesn't test customer support. It doesn't test kind of any other aspect except what Ryan called the slash dot effect. Can this service handle traffic? And I also test, you know, do they stay online? This is what's interesting because especially within the context of WooCommerce, this becomes even more more important than ever, right? Because do they stay online has like very, very real world ramifications. If you get a bunch of like your, your store shows up on TV or something happens, like probably less TV these days, but whatever, like gets a bunch of traffic. And if it goes off, there's a very real world impact to that. You lose sales, right? So performance, even though it's like just one thing, for many folks when it comes to web hosting, especially within the WooCommerce realm, is is a, a significant thing. And now what I'm interested in, in unpacking a bit here, Kevin, is the the tension. Because here you identify a small orange as like the sentiment winner. You put all the work into the affiliate relationship for that whopping five bucks a sale. <laughs> and but then it doesn't show up well on the benchmarks, at least initially, how, how do you, how do you reconcile that in your head? Like you're trying to build a business here and you have like com uh, presumably competing pieces of information for uh, a topic that's quite relevant, which is performance. Like, how did you reconcile that? I mean, personally, it doesn't bother me. <laughs> uh, I say, let the chips fall where they may. And yeah, my attitude towards it has always been, let's be transparent about everything. So even if you don't do well, this was a curious, it started with a curiosity and it's become it into a very big deal for probably a very small group of people um, that really care about performance these days. But when it started, it was, I thought it was just going to be a one-off blog post that kind of faded into obscurity after hopefully getting a whole bunch of traffic like a slash dot effect and not crashing my server. Uh, who, who were you hosted with at the time? Who was I hosted with? I think I was running my own on DigitalOcean. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Wait, I yeah. mean, review signals does, didn't run WordPress originally. It was just all custom built. So I was hosting myself. So Ryan, I'm curious. So you get the you know the positive the sentiment analysis piece. Um, the the benchmarks are done. 
Um, and a small orange did, however it would did. And how, how did you react to that? Like what, uh, cause that, that sounds as if I'm, as I'm hearing it right, like that began this, like what became a long-term relationship. So how did you react to the benchmarks? Yeah. So I, I think from a high level standpoint to be mindful of Kevin's not just doing benchmarks. He's kind of going through your whole product onboarding experience. And during that, you know, he, he's very obviously technical in his um, approach to how he uses that product, but it also lends himself to call out, call out pain points that are missed by everyone that's in the weeds day to day within the brand. Um, so very early on, I remember that first test, it was like, Hey, this email, wrong links, wrong product. It wasn't obvious X, Y, Z reasons for, for different things. Um, and I think very clearly what, what came to the surface early on was that external, um, kind of unbiased eyes onto our product was invaluable. And then everything from there organically leading into the benchmarks of, you know, him poking support and asking very pointed questions and not necessarily getting the best responses. Even though ASO, we love the support and we are immensely proud of it. Kevin found ways to kind of break that mold that just broke support and broke the product and broke the UX and broke the platform. Um, so by the time he had actually gotten to running the benchmarks, I think we were like, Kevin, please just keep going. Find, find the breakage, find the things that, that are, that we're not seeing. And it, it, it was just this really awesome experience that Kevin has kept doing all these years of, he has this ability to not just break things down scientifically for the sake of the benchmarks or the sentiment analysis, but do just an end to end amazing product review. So, um, we didn't take any of it personally. It was not like a, a knock to our ego or anything internally at a small orange. It was, wow, this is valuable feedback. Uh, and we just took it, internalized it. And it was like, great. How, how do we get you to, to run these tests again? So Kevin, why did you decide to do it again? Well, fortunately I did get that slash dot effect from it being published. It was, I think like 10,000 people on the first day all read this. And that was, I think more than probably when it launched and got featured on TechCrunch when it launched. <laughs> uh, so immediately it was like, wow, there's this demand. And as soon as it went viral like that, hosting companies I'd never heard of, but coming out of the weeds, like, oh, we want to be in that. Like, can you include us? Like, how do we do this? Like almost right away, I had to run another benchmark. I think it was six months later. The next one was published. It was literally just immediate turnaround of, we need this again. Like, yeah. So they published in March, March 26. And I published another one in November, 2014 to give you. And at at this point, do you recall how many were included in that one? So you had eight in the first. In that one, I had, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. And two companies 
dropped out. Okay. Uh, t- without disclosing, we don't need to know who they were, but what, what was that dropout experience like? Um, I, it's all published. <laughs> like I, I'm literally, I'm just looking at the old blog post there. So there's no secret. It was a digital ocean and pressable, um, digital ocean never opted in. I just, since they were so popular and I was running on them and they had a WordPress install, I just ran it up, but it didn't, it didn't really fit. It wasn't managed WordPress. And so it, it didn't do well, but I'm not here to make someone look bad. That's not even competing in a space. So I just dropped them and I honestly can't remember why pressable dropped out. Was it, was it zippy kit at the time? It may have been in that kind of transition period. I'm not, my memory isn't that good. And that could be why is Ryan, you're at a small orange at the time. And so benchmark one comes around. I assume that you guys participated in the second one and yeah. So what was the, and, and what you alluded to earlier in the conversation at some point, it sounds like you guys eventually were like performing at the top. Like, can you, what, uh, in terms of just the, what, what more, what more do you think is worth highlighting in terms of the value internally to this objective outside perspective? Yeah. So we, we kind of broke it into two categories. There was the, Hey, this is really good feedback from a product and go to market standpoint. And here's all the technical Kevin broker platform. Um, so when we separated those, we sent a team off and they just worked on refining our really simple things, welcome emails, points of clarity and call to actions on the website and in our documentation, um, and just things to make the general onboarding experience better. Um, and then down the technical side, we just looked at the results, which Kevin publishes very, um, very detailed, um, and we just broke it down from there of, hey, where in our platform do we need to focus, invest? Is it hardware? Is it technology, uh, configuration? And we just started refining it. So, Kevin, on your side of things, you, uh, you're having this experience with Ryan where I'm at least imagining, at least from my perspective, like when, when it's, it's, it's helpful to give feedback and know that people are taking it seriously. Was this the experience that you were having across the board? Like were other hosts responding to the same degree of like doing things? What, what was that experience like for you? Uh, it was, it varied across the board quite a lot. Um, some companies I think just participated in, you know, Oh, we want to be listed. Here's an account. Just do your thing. Like we just want the attention. Uh, other companies, I think, were a little bit more serious and invested in it. So Ryan, actually, he got a special call out in the article itself in the second round because they did better. And I think he must, we must have talked quite a bit about what went wrong the first time. And I think they went back to the drawing board and fixed a lot of those holes that showed up in the first benchmark and improved quite a lot. They got an award on that second one. And I'm not sure if I did an award the first year, it was sort of a, here's, here's the results. These are interesting. But the second time I actually came up with, 
an award system. So it's interesting because based on your what you're saying, Ryan, like there's a lot of value to, for the hosts themselves in this in this sort of objective third party coming in, and and as you've alluded to, Kevin, like this is not trivial work to do to design a test that is fair, that's thorough, that sort of gives that's that's repeatable. Like there's a lot to it. Like I think like, Kevin, like what do you personally find motivating about all this? Like I, I don't. If and you can you can tell us otherwise, but I'm guessing review signal is not a cash cow. <laughs> I wish <laughs> it is not. But it it's not today. So you've been doing this for a long time. Like, what do you personally find motivating about this work? I mean, it it started with frustration. I thought about web hosting because I've been in that world or connected to that world almost since the very beginning, if you were going to create websites, you kind of had to be connected in somehow to web hosting. And I was even a moderator at web hosting talk, which was the largest forum. Um, I was mainly focused on the domain name space. That was one of the original areas I was in, but I realized, you know, 10, 15 years later, I, when somebody asked me, oh, like, where should I host something? I, there was nowhere for me to send them to get good data. And to me, that was just a problem. It's a, you know, how, how can there be no good information about something so critical to modern e-commerce and just the web in general? It should it, it, it's crazy that it just relies entirely on this back door word of mouth recommendations and that's it. And so it was frustration that brought it about and to keep it going, (laughs) uh, it goes up and down. Uh, I think the benchmarks have kind of become a life of their own separate from review signal. And to respect that last year I spun them out to their own wphostingbenchmarks.com because it was just a blog post before and it really felt limiting in terms of the way I could display data, present it, and just acknowledge the fact that they're their own thing at this point, really. Like it's under the review signal brand of like honest web hosting reviews and data, but they're they're their own thing and they're bigger than the rest of the site already. Kevin, true or false, the hosting industry is highly ethical. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine a scenario where anyone would accept that premise is true. So our, our, you and I met, Kevin. Um, I was a co-organizer of an event called Host Camp a couple of years back. And I got introduced to you by one of our co-organizers. And, uh, I didn't know about your work. I think I've seen review signal around, uh, but I didn't, I didn't know all that much about it. And your opening talk, the thing that we worked on together was on ethics and hosting. So I like it, it, is it something you, is it fair to say it's something you care about? I mean, absolutely. So part of that frustration, creating review signal and running it for the last it more than 10 years now it's a scary thought is this desire for something better and 
I do web hosting reviews, but I also use review signal as a platform to kind of push what I think is right. And people may or may not disagree with me, but I certainly have a lens that I'm viewing everything through and I try and push for what I think is better for consumers, um, fairer and trying to protect them. Um, and I even get sidetracked. I think I spent probably half a year, not too long ago, digging into some of the domain stuff with, uh, .org where a private equity company tried to acquire the .org registry and essentially create a, give themselves license to tax nonprofits. And that really is not directly connected to hosting in any way, but using review signal as the platform of, I want to try and fight for a better, fair, more ethical internet. And I'm not afraid to kind of co-mingle these things. Yeah. So Ryan, you're, you're at a small orange at the time. You, you've been in the hosting industry for a long time now, and you've seen a lot of things like what's your own perspective of having been on the other side uh, at a hosting company to, I guess, the, this question of ethics or the the value in having, uh, like, do you see, is there a need for accountability? Is there, like, how do you feel about this topic broadly? So as WebHost, obviously, we, we invest substantially into our support departments and our customer service experience. And what Kevin was putting forward was helping us put data outside in to that. Um, back then it was, you know, NPS was, was around, but it wasn't in, in the hosting industry. It wasn't widely adopted. So, you know, we, we were just going off, Hey, we were being successful. We're getting good word of mouth. Our cancellation feedback looks okay. So it's, you know, what, what other metrics could we use? Um, and there, there was a lot of just paid reviews out there at the time, uh, be it, you know, influencers on YouTube or, uh, power affiliates that were, were doing their own kind of, uh, pseudo reviews. So what, Kevin really helped us just validate, Hey, our investment and in support is paying off. Um, and, and gave us fuel to just really just keep that investment going into support and customer experience. So I'm, I'm personally quite interested in how this evolves. I'd love to see more people participating and it'll be interesting to see, you know, the, there's, there's a broad category of work. There's both the benchmarks. There's, I imagine, you know, Kevin, in our work with HostCamp together, you began working on like, okay, what would it look like to have ethical standards? People can do whatever they want, but for end users, there, I think there's a lot of value in saying, okay, these are standards and hosts can choose or not to adhere to those standards. And as a community, we can hold them accountable for it. So there's a lot there. As we're wrapping up though, I'd like to bring this around to WooCommerce for a moment. And for the people, because as we alluded to earlier, e-commerce and with WooCommerce specifically, it's an application that uh, I think in general, it, it, it tends to 
of all that you could do on WordPress, WooCommerce uh, asks a lot more of WordPress and and thus of the hosting. And for folks who are trying to make good decisions about where to put their own stores, where to uh, guide um, uh, their own customers and clients to make better choices about hosting, you know, Kevin, what uh, do you have any broad guidance that you'd offer or specific on how to make better choices about who to work with? Sure. So my general guidance is when I, because people reach out and ask, you know, what host should I use? I like to kind of think through it as a process. First, you need to figure out which hosts meet your specifications. You know, does my website need to be in a certain geography for reasons like my customers there or legal reasons like I can't have data hosted in this country. So you filter on the functional stuff first, then you have to filter on budget tends to be the second thing. You know, I have X dollars per month that I can spend on this. So if a host doesn't meet that, they're already disqualified and that's kind of the starting point. And then you actually get into the research of it. Of, let me see. Look at the reviews, look at the performance. But the test I, I like most, because people have a lot of questions for me, is um, test the support. Like, reach out, ask some questions. All the questions you ask me, you should be asking each of these hosts and seeing how they respond and engage with you. And the general advice I have is if you're not happy with the way like the sales support has treated you, you're probably not going to be any happier when you're a paying customer and get the same level or worse. So if it doesn't really impress you from the start, I pretty would be pretty hesitant to, <laughs> to build a relationship off of that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. And Ryan, uh, Nexus is uh, is a pod friend to do the woo. Uh, you guys have been doing cool stuff in the space for a bit. Even with your Nexus hat aside, you've been in the space for a while. Uh, what what guidance would you have to offer? Anything to to add to to what Kevin said? Any any different ways that you think about it? No, I mean Kevin's pretty spot on. Um, you know how how you filter is going to be kind of a, a fairly business focused or individualistic exercise and all roads lead to support. Um, so test that support um, because it, it's really what's going to make or break your experience. Every web host is going to have downtime. Every web host is going to have issues and support and, and how, how they walk you through those, those pains are, are what keep you as a customer for the long term. Excellent. Ryan, if people are interested in connecting with you, uh, where, where can they find you on the web? They could find me at RFXN on Twitter or um, check us out on, on the nexus.net blog. Awesome. And Kevin, how about you? Uh, if someone wants to follow your work and connect with you, what's the best place for them to do that? Uh, you can reach me at reviewsignal.com or on Twitter under at ReviewSignal or at Kevin Ohashi or just Google my name and I probably pop up in 50 different places. I'm the only person at ReviewSignal, so if you reach out on any platform, it's me reading it. Excellent. The only person today, right, Kevin? 
I don't think that's going to change anytime soon, for being honest. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you both uh, for your time and for the, the dedication and effort that you've put into the space for all this time. We appreciate it. Uh, I hope uh, to see Review Signal continue to grow and folks like yourself, Ryan, contributing and putting you know, what you're getting into practice. So thank you both. And uh, that wraps up this episode of Do the Woo. See you guys next time. Thank you. Thanks for having us, Jonathan. Hey everyone, Bob WP here, and thanks again for tuning in to today's show. I'd like to give one more shout out to our two pod friends for that point of sale solution, whether it's for your iPad and Android app or using their web app. Check out foosale.com. And next time you're at a meetup or a WordCamp, stop by and thank Weglot for their amazing support of the community. And as always, you can stay on top of everything, do the woo at do the woo.io forward slash subscribe. Until the next time, keep on doing the whoop.